This is Everyday Driver, where we know cars are expensive, but necessary, and have to do a world of things. But we also believe they should be fun. Whatever you need and can afford, we're here to help you find the right car. We're your car friends, your car therapist, and sometimes the bad influence you need. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is The Car Debate. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Friday. We're glad to have you with us. We have two really cool car debates. We have a lot of news up front. We have questions. There is a lot going on while it blizzards again outside. I can't believe how much snow we have. It's insane. It, it's the winter that would never end. It is, what's funny is that it is, the, it is the exact bookend counterpoint. Sorry, we're talking about the weather uh, of last year's winter, where it yeah. was like it snowed in December. Went, That's all you get. And Look, then there was no winter at all. This I winter, love skiing. Yeah, it's, I love mm-hmm. skiing. I've been a lot this year. It's been excellent. Uh-huh. The skiing is superb. Mm-hmm. Ready for some warmth. I, I spent two hours this morning working on my drive again. When I have a big, like, nasty snowblower that, like, chews <laughs> things up. So, you know, I mean, I, it's craziness. Elsewhere in the world, it's not getting the snow we're getting. And along those lines, I want to talk about two things. First off, I want to start with the news that happened in the last couple of days. Since our last podcast, all the internet wants to talk about is the Dodge Challenger SRT Demon 170. I feel like I can't get away from coverage on this car. But quickest car in the world, you, 0 to 60 mm-hmm. in 1.66 seconds. You so called it a while back where you were talking about the Demon and other things being cars made for YouTube. Oh, yeah. This is a car made for YouTube. This is a car made for yeah. YouTube because he, here's here's the key this thing. This is a car made to race Teslas only. On YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. Be- well, That's exactly. all this car is for is to race Teslas on YouTube. Well, I actually the bumped end. against a person that was talking about how much the Tesla fan sites were talking about this car. Why? Because the Teslas have always been the win the drag race thing. It is showing up with all of the too long don't read headlines. It's over a thousand horsepower, thousand twenty five horsepower, and it does under nine on the drag strip and it'll do zero to sixty in under two seconds. It'll do a one six six. And then you get into like the actual coverage of what we're talking about. Yeah. Requires E eighty five. Yeah. To do what we're talking about requires a prepared surface and drag strip tires, which means that everything you've just read doesn't actually happen. <laughs> These it are happened. just trifles. I just want to name numbers. So when you go to Cars uh-huh. and Coffee, yeah. you can just rattle off all the numbers because yep. you will have them memorized mm-hmm. and just list all the stats. All this is trifles. A prepared surface, prepared mm. schmared surface, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. So the little, the little demon style tires are the little guys who can do a fun wheelie for all the photos. I don't know why they released it in silver, by the way, of all the colors that they actually... <laughs> I noticed Dodge, that. Dodge is awesome at colors. Dodge is great they are at colors. colors. And yeah. so we're going to do the all-purpose throwdown, end of the end, best of ever. It's going to blow out all the stats. It showed up in silver. It's but, not a special silver. There's no, some silvers just, that are actually well, quite Well, okay, pretty. I know you have some that you like, but it's this just... not even pretty. It's just showed up in silver yeah. on drag tires, brought it in by chopper. About Fire, the engine, man. Fireworks went off. We have over 1,000 horsepower. I find this utterly irrelevant, and the internet can't get enough. It's a perfect execution sure. of everything you sure. talked about. This yeah. is why drag races matter, and this is the headline-gaining stuff. I am incredibly impressed with Dodge for putting huge engines in their stuff. We have driven all kinds of them, including the TRX, which I still inexplicably want. So the big engines are funny, and I can't believe the Challenger continues to sell this well. But this is – talk about a last hurrah. And, of course, apparently there are demon owners who are angry because Dodge outdid their demon and oh, dealers no. are already talking about upwards of a $100,000 markup on these cars. This is a car that is a bragging rights car while it sits. Yes. Because uh-huh. the people that will buy it 
will never pull off the stats that were just advertised. They will never do it. There may be one or two maybe. who might use them. Maybe. But for the most part... They'll be part, YouTubers. <laughs> they'll be YouTubers, exactly, or somebody that a YouTuber convinced to let them race yes. their car Everybody with else will Tesla. buy one and will never drive it. They will drive it to Cars and Coffee. Mm-hmm. It will sit there. Mm-hmm. Everybody will bask in its glory. Mm-hmm. It will be fired up, and then they will be driven home and parked. Yes. And they These will, will never see... mile cars. They will never them. see any of the stats we're talking about here. Right. You're right. Somebody is going to YouTube drag race this against a Tesla on a prepared surface, and we're going to see what really happens, and that YouTube video is going to get 4 million views and before I lunch. still won't care. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit a nerve with us, guys. Sorry. Oh, anyway, yeah. But there is one bright spot okay. about this existing, All right. and that is the tool for the job that we talk about. <laughs> If your job is drag racing, we have your tool. <laughs> Let's give an example. Your right. Lotus Elise is yes. not designed in any way, shape, or form to do drag racing. No. Track driving, yes, but for the most part, it's like the most pleasurable canyon carving. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of cars that can that are faster on track. Absolutely. I mean, sure, you can track yeah. it, and yeah, yeah. you know there were race cars. Yeah, yes. faster cars in general. Yes, for sure. But that's mm-hmm. not the choice. Uh, you know, you want to go racing in any mm-hmm. class. That's not your choice. Mm. You've got other choice, right? Yeah, people are going to people that else, have the four right? and five hundred horsepower. Lotuses, they're Corvettes, the ones that are competitive. I take your point. Know, the yeah. and Astons yeah, yeah, sure. and Porsches and all that stuff. So yours is very, very good mm-hmm. at what it does. Mm-hmm. It's terrible at drag racing. This car is terrible at anything else <laughs> but hooking yes. up on a prepared surface. Yes. But the other problem with this being such a very focused vehicle is that. There will be people who try to just flex their muscle a little bit at the stoplight mm-hmm. and do the street drag racing thing. For sure, yeah, yeah. Which is horrible, and people mm-hmm. already do it, but this is only encouraging that. You know, that's why they're all about the NHRA numbers and certified and prepared mm-hmm. service. Yeah, yeah. And leave it to that, which means most of them will sit. There was another car recently announced, and that is the Ford Explorer EV. It's for Europe only at mm, this point, I from see what this, I can yeah. tell. Mm-hmm. It is based upon the Volkswagen MEB platform for select European markets and built in Cologne, Germany. It's slightly shorter than an ID4. It's pretty much an ID4 underneath mm-hmm. with Ford styling, a Ford interior, <laughs> Ford badging, and the Ford yep. interface. Yep. So it doesn't have yep. that Volkswagen interface. Mm-hmm. It has less cargo volume because it's slightly shorter mm-hmm. than an ID4. And my question, if you've seen the photos, yeah. the styling makes it look as big as the North American Ford Explorer. Sure. Yeah, it does. You're it right. is the size of an ID4, mm-hmm. which means it's rather small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good point. But the styling tells you the blocky surfaces, those very Ford surfaces that I think are actually very successful. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. They work on the trucks. Those surfaces tell you the vehicle's bigger than it is. You're right. It really and does. It is not. Find right. a photo with a right. human being in the photo next to it. Yeah. Like, oh, this is like a three-quarter sized Explorer. <laughs> it does look like somebody made it's a three-quarter scale model. It's about 75% You're right. That's a great point. of a Ford Explorer. You're right. Are, they're actually three rows, mm-hmm. but they're not the biggest SUV you can buy, they're, mm-hmm. but they're still pretty good size. And in comparison to this... My question is, are we just buying styling now? Yeah. What an unheard of and unexpected collaboration. We've heard rumors about it for years now. Yeah. But Ford and Volkswagen? Really? You guys took that platform? Ford so quickly wants to get into this market. Mm-hmm. They're just willing to do whatever it takes to get that platform, to get the Explorer out there. Interesting. Okay, I see it. I see more collaborations coming because some company will come out with an ideal platform that another CEO would be like, man, what a great platform for our line of vehicles. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they'd take my call. 
But just like Toyota is collaborating with other car companies, at mm, least two to good our point. knowledge yeah, yeah, at this yeah, point, yeah. but only for specific vehicles. This doesn't suddenly mean like every Ford EV from here on out is really just a Volkswagen, same platform. Does it drive like an ID4? I think it does. Probably. Well, but, but you bring it up. Is Ford going to get backlash for daring to collaborate with Volkswagen versus making their own EV? Are they going to get the similar backlash? I don't know. Maybe more. Because Toyota doesn't get the same backlash because they are enthusiast fun cars. Nothing about this is enthusiast or fun. True, but back to your point. If this is a an appliance, an electric appliance to take you places, then you just you do like the styling and that's why you buy. And you've talked about this for a while, Paul, and that is once everything is built pretty much the same as an electric five seat SUV, what is gonna differentiate? And it's going to be styling. Styling. It's going to be all there is. Here it is. And oh, you just like the interface better. I can tilt that iPad thing forward and adjust it. Good thing, because that just looks like a screen glare nightmare. Mm -hmm. You can put stuff behind it, and there's a locking compartment, and it's just the Ford interior, which is nice and fine. It's very clean, very simple. Mm -hmm. It's a little too Tesla-like for my taste, but it's just... An ID4 underneath. You're right. I, I have a photo in front of me here that actually shows the driver in profile, it's and tiny. you suddenly realize this is not big. Look at those overhangs, front and yeah. rear. They're yeah, it minimal. Looks cool, but it, well, and that's an electric car thing. I mean, push the wheels as far to the well, edge sure, as you can. Sure. But you know, also the ID4 actually has sold really well for Volkswagen. We're not big fans. I mean, we put it with the Tesla Model Y and the and the Mach E, which Ford did very very well, by the way, on their own. Mm-hmm. And we thought mm-hmm. the ID4 was fine. So I think it's interesting that Ford, that Ford is taking on that platform. Also, the interesting thing about the ID4 platform on this is the ID4 does not have a frunk at no. all. Ford's done a great job with their F-150 Lightning EV that has a big old frunk. Maybe they can the fill Mach-E this one with has shrimp one, too. Maybe. So so this does not have one, but it is interesting. And I also think it's interesting that they're they're making it a, a Europe-only model. Mm-hmm. That'll be quite fascinating to see where that goes. I mean, this is what's going on here. Other bits of news. Did you watch our main channel YouTube video I dropped yesterday? Uh, I have a new Cayenne in my life. Uh, spoiler alert. We uh, we went shopping. We had, we've actually had it for a couple of weeks now. My wife needed to get an upgrade of her uh, aging Cayenne. And so we wound up with another Cayenne. The whole explanation is there on the, on the YouTube channel. Watch it on our main channel. That video is actually playing pretty well. Thank you guys for engaging with that. I am not lost on the, the irony of I, the I fact. I temper my teasing. That I, will, I, I will only I let it fly own, occasionally. Yeah, I now own two Porsche Cayennes. Not just two Porsche Cayennes. Two black mm-hmm. with tan interior mm-hmm. Porsche Cayennes. Oh, yes. This, this is the reality of happy wife, happy life. <laughs> and she's very happy. And our new one is very cool. And we talk about it a lot on that video. So if you haven't watched, love for you too. And then you can tease me too, because I know it's coming. It's, it's valid. It's totally valid. <laughs> I'm thrilled for you, man. It's actually a beautiful vehicle. It's, it's very cool. It's gorgeous. It drives great. I've driven it already. And it's just, they're awesome. I love Porsches. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Cayennes. Yeah. They're just awesome. You're, you're low-hanging fruit there. You're like, yeah, let's get that yeah. done. I'm I, so ho- I hope it ends up being every bit as awesome as our prior one is. It's got a lot more tech going on, so we'll see how it unfolds. Of course, we will cover all of it and share it with you guys. Last call for Automotively Irresponsible, the shirt on Blipshift. Mm-hmm. There's just hours left and when you hear this recording. So if you haven't gotten yours yet, now is the time yeah. to go to blipshift.com and find our partner store there and you can order this shirt. I think this is up there with Minister of Finance in terms of like one of the Halo I, shirts I for us. I really, really like it. This is I'm good. a huge fan. I love that it's one of those shirts that's come directly out of just something we threw away here on the podcast and just mentioned and now it's yeah. a shirt and I love it. So I can't wait to be wearing mine. 
Also, don't forget Griot's Garage Spring Sale, 20% off all liquid car care now through Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Just use our code EDRIVER. They're generously giving 20% off all that liquid car care. So take advantage of it now for all your spring washing needs. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We have two great car debates. First up is Fu, who's writing in, and he's saying he needs a perfect car for a middle-aged dad. And so I read that title, and I just thought, oh, I know what kind of cars we're talking about. And then I read the email <laughs> and went, we're not talking about any of those cars at all. This is not the email I expected at all, so I'm excited about it. Fu says his name is pronounced just like the one, Foo Fighters, but it's spelled P-H-U. So. Yes, but he said, you know that Foo Fighters? That's me. There we are. Well, he is in Southern California, but considering moving to Florida, and this affects all my choices, all my thoughts for you, Fu. Well, well and I would say, Fu, I'm just going to mention this. Uh, you, you say you talk multiple times about just being a car guy and liking car things, okay? And I'm going to say, are you moving to Florida because you have to? Because car-wise, car driving-wise, California is much better than Florida. Southern California, there, yeah. I, yeah, I understand sure. there are draws to Florida, but, but uh, if I was going to say, where do I want to drive? Well, California, but yeah. I like how he's inventing new minister ministerial positions in the yes. cabinet. Yes. He's a 40-year-old single dad, mid-40s single dad with high school age daughters who are minister of food and fashion <laughs> and the minister of finance and investment. <laughs> I love this. Both of your girls have their roles and they are, they are not shy about it is the other thing that I hear here. When I read this as well, I was initially, I had some initial preconceived notions. Sure, yeah. When you said, you know, best dad car for a yes. middle-aged dad. Mm-hmm. And then you promptly write budget of $100,000 with some margin of regret. $100,000 budget. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he's a firm believer in cars for the job and the spectrum of sacrifice. And you're sitting here wondering, how does this relate to the two high school daughters? And that's because one of them is getting his 1993 Previa minivan. That's going to minister number two. The other is getting the 2000 Toyota 4Runner four-wheel drive. That's going to minister number one. So the girls are taking up two of the cars in the fleet that are currently in the fleet. That leaves Fu with two incredible vehicles. One is a 2002 Saab 93 Viggen, he said. I love this thing so much. He said, I know I should sell it. I know it should bring on, be on Bring a Trailer. He loves it too much. It's staying. And the other one is a brand new 2019 ND2 Miata manual. He said, do not even think about trying to discuss this going anywhere. It is staying. So he has the 93 Viggen, which is really cool because you never see those. And then he has the ND2 Miata. Those are both his cars. We're still shopping for fun. You know what's a hundred grand is the 2023 Dodge Challenger SRT Demon 170. Perfect, and you're going to Florida, land of straight roads. Yes, <laughs> they have drag races I down there. I think we've solved it. There you go. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast, <laughs> Foo. And yeah, there you go. Done. Here's the drag race I want to see. I want to see both the Tesla because it's going to be the Model S Plaid and the Dodge. Of course, it at is. the drag race, but both full of people. Of course, it I is. don't want to see just a guy. I want to see everybody in helmets. I want to see every Half, seat filled. Yes, yes. All the all the the seat belts are on. Now we're drag racing. We're going to go with the family. Yeah. Well, Fu has previously owned a '95 Camry, an '04 WRX wagon. He's had an '07 Tahoe, 2017 Sienna all-wheel drive. 
what should he get to cure this car disease that he talks about? And also, because he mentioned that Tahoe and, well, he had the WRX too, he says he likes off-roading as much as he likes curbing on track days. I love it. So, okay, all right, yep. Says road tripping in a cushy minivan, he likes just as much as canyon carving in a tiny convertible. Love it. But he's got the tiny convertible. He's got the classic yes. Saab. Yes. He needs something new. He's had mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. things in there, but he needs something new. And he does right. It's starting to sound like a 911 Dakar would be a perfect <laughs> fit. You're right. Except for? Not a, they're not 100 grand. And, and they're all sold. And they're probably never going to be driven like they should be. Yeah. No. I, I don't think any of those will hit gravel and sand and snow. I think the most hard driving that the 911 Dakar ever got was on the press launch that Probably. Matt Farah was on, where they yeah. where they hooned him across dunes for days at a time. That is the only time. And they'll probably sell every one of those press cars. I, I mean, maybe some of them were pre-pro, which would be bad because they'd be crushed. But I <laughs> that'll be the most hardcore driving those ever get. Florida is in my mind. Okay, got it. My first car for you, Fu, is the Cadillac CT5 Blackwing. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That's just cool. It's unique. Yeah. It's kind of rare. You yeah, really yeah, yeah. See them. It could be good in Southern California, but mm-hmm. it will shine in Florida. Will it I not? like it. No, that's really good. You said you like road trips, so you could do mm-hmm. the road trip thing with it, but you got power. You got some straight roads. It's not yeah. quite the 170 Challenger. You know? That's really good. You can get it with a stick, too. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it comes with any NHRA certified drag times or... <laughs> No hard launch time. Okay, I, see, I'm just building up my drag race portfolio for YouTube videos for the Dodge. I want to see a street race with the Challenger versus the Blackwing because I bet you they'll be close. A not prepared street huh. race, drag race of those two. I bet you the Blackwing throws down. Tires are crucial for this too. Of course they are. We got to upgrade the let's tires on be, the Blackwing. Or, or let's be normal tires on both. Normal street okay. performance tires okay. on both. I mean, let's get it out of the perfect conditions. Look what we did. Because I hate that stuff. Yeah, let's get it yeah. down to this is a road. We did a drag race. And guess what? The Challenger will be quick. It'll be very quick. But I don't think... I don't think under two seconds is happening anywhere in reality. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it'll still be quick. I think, what is it, 2.3? Like a, a lowly 2.3 or something on pump gas. and Yeah, we'll see. So, something in there. But you got to really do the prep thing to get it down there. My next car for you, I can't ignore this. It's the Cayman GTS 4.0. When mm. you say hundred grand and I want something fun, and that's a great car. But it's not quite a Florida car, I don't think. Okay. Right. I mean... We know people who have them and live in Florida. <laughs> All of those things exist, yes. And they love them, but they mm-hmm. also road trip them out of Florida and take them to the places where the twisty roads are. Mm-hmm. Again, thinking about Florida, Hunter Grand, the Mercedes AMG GT is really gorgeous. That's on my list. And one of my favorite cars ever. It's, it's phenomenal. It's really good. I love yeah. this thing. Mm-hmm. Hunter Grand, Mercedes AMG, the GT, the, the surfaces on that thing. And you don't tell us that you're going to go track driving necessarily. You just have mentioned that you kind of like everything. Yeah, for sure. You already have a tool for the job for the twisty Canyon roads. You've got the Miata. Mm-hmm. It's going nowhere. You've got that classic Saab, like I said. But my car for you, Foo, is a C8 Corvette Stingray. That's good. That's you can get good. the convertible. Maybe they're just over 100 grand. Mm-hmm. Done, 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 and done. Look at you. You've done well, and you've overlapped some of the stuff that I wanted to bring up as well for Foo, but this is really fascinating. One of the things I think is interesting here is how freed up we are by the fact that we don't have to try to find him an analog driving experience. 
because he has the Miata. That's true. We're so, freed from that. So You're right. I, so it's not like we need to get you a dedicated fun car. No, solved. Done. Solved. So what I what I don't see on your list of things you've owned or thing you have right now is a big, flashy GT style cruiser. I don't see that car. So I'm I'm thinking along the lines of really nice GT car, and then I'm starting to think along the lines whether it's SoCal or Florida. It's one of those cars that you can't help but have it turn your head. And and I, I some people are going to hate this, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you're in a place that has a lot of cars, you know what doesn't turn your head anymore? 911s. True. I mean, if Southern California, Florida, a 911. A 911's a nice car. It's it's a it's a, and in some places in the country it's like oh, they want a 911 just now. But Miami and LA. Yeah. 911s are just like, well, I used to drive a Civic and now I drive this. I mean, they're, they're just, they're everywhere. But right. you know, two cars that always turn heads, you brought up one, the Mercedes AMG GT. <sighs> that is a phenomenal looking car. It's I have so seen it sexy. in every spec and it doesn't matter. I've seen it all the way up to the big like R race specs. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're all, they have so much presence. So yeah. that has got to be on the list. But the other one that's here that I think is great because I like the counterpoint to the other stuff you own. Lexus LC 500. Oh, that's good. That's a phenomenal car. Now, it's not, here's the thing it's not a car that speaks to the kind of driving I like. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm actually having a conversation about, let's get a great looking, long lasting GT car that's cushy and sexy and interesting to be. Yes, Lexus LC 500 shines at all of that. I think it is, Mm. you pull into any car area. It'll be one of the two or three best looking cars in the parking lot. I don't care what came. I don't. I don't care what That's showed up. True. It's yeah. a phenomenal. Please yeah. get it in a color. Please, 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 Foo, get it in a color. Their yellow is great. Their red. It's like a. It's like a Bordeaux red. It's, it's so gorgeous. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. the LC five hundred or the Mercedes AMG GT, both of those cars just turn heads. But they're also here's the thing. They're just great to be in. That's good stuff. Now, the like GT that. has more personality than the LC five hundred, but the LC five hundred is one of those cars that every time I've driven it, I just think. What what coast am I on? What coast am I driving to? I mean, how many yeah. days do we want to be in this? It's great. That's just a classic. It's like a classic piece in your wardrobe that will I, never go out of style. It's appropriate for pretty much any occasion, except for hardcore track driving. But yes. that's just a great choice. As much as I it's like not that. a car that I like gravitate toward personally, I think it's one of those cars in 20 years that people are still going to be going, oh, there's one of those. And I'll be among them. So those are the two. If you're buying a car that is like you're spending a hundred grand or so, it's 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 a it's a fuzzy hundred grand. It's going to be more than to get one of those two. But then I had this thought, Foo, and that is you're a guy who welcomes tools for jobs. Yeah. And you said you like going to the track just as much as you like going off road. And so I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got a hundred grand. Let's do two cars. You could. You now, could. I have done the single car option, which I really like, but I'm going to do two cars real quick because I had a moment of inspiration on a two car option for you, Foo. You need to buy a first generation, take it from me, first generation Cayenne. Maybe even one with a manual. Oh, for off roading purposes. Because here's the difference between the first gen Cayenne that I have and the second gen Cayenne that I also have is that they <laughs> is that they they did serious like major off road running gear in the first gen. He could do that Trans Siberia edition. He well, but, but don't it doesn't get one matter. of those. It doesn't matter. I'm saying buy one, whichever one you like, and you could even get it with a manual, and then make it as off road friendly as you oh, yeah, like. True. true. So you don't have to spend them because now the Trans-Siberians are starting to swing and come back up, okay? So I'm just saying go buy one. Buy the one you like and make it off-road friendly. Make it overland friendly. So you've got it. And that's the other thing about it. They're cheap. 
Make it like you're the, gonna get, the Swamp Edition Seriously, Florida. You're going to get a Cayenne for less than 20 grand for the nicest, perfect one you want that is a first-gen Cayenne with a heavy-duty off-road running gear. That leaves you with roughly 80 to play with. At Ooh. which point, I'm now thinking about a more focused sports car, a car that you would take to the track. Because you have your ND Miata, which is top-down. I'm enjoying it. I can go slow. I can go fast. I'm just enjoying it. So then I thought, manual Supra. Yeah. Yeah. 718 Cayman, or oh, possibly okay. because you do have 80 grand left, you could get a couple year old C8 Corvette, which you also mentioned, Paul. So now we have two cars in the garage to solve your conundrum. You like tools for jobs, there's tools for jobs. That puts us up to four cars, looks like Foo. Four so. for Foo, and he still has the girls and two others. <laughs> I don't know true. what kind of storage you have available, but I'm just saying, if we like tools for jobs, done. Let us know what you decide on, and if you've got a debate like Foo's, TV at gmail.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Real quick, I want to remind you guys that our Colorado Adventure is currently available right now. EverydayDriver.com. Go to the Adventures tab. Look at the Rocky Mountain Adventure. We're going to be on some of the best roads in Colorado, western Colorado. It's going to be great. It's spouse-friendly, really nice hotels, really nice adventure. It's going to be very cool. That that trip is about half full right now, which is very cool. It is your other, your, your last of three opportunities to have an adventure with us this year because uh, the other two are very full. The, uh, the ones that are happening in June. This one's happening in September. We're very excited about it. That feels like it's a long way off, but we planned them all at once, and it'll be here before we realize it. We realize that June is, is ticking toward us quickly, and we have a full pilgrimage trip of people going. We have a full trip of Utah adventure. This trip's going to be great as well. We'd love to have you with us. Amazing. Steve E. in northern Alabama writes to us. It's a short email, but there was this thing that stuck out to me. It's got layers. You read it, you read it quick, and then you start thinking about it and going, wait a minute. Well, you're right. There's, there's a couple of things. Steve, thank you for writing. He says that he finally has a reason to ask us a question. He is about to inherit some money, and he's thinking of adding another car to his stable. He currently has an 09 BMW Z4, a year 2000 Z3M, mm. and a 1977 MGB. He goes to a number of cars and coffees, and his cars don't seem to draw enough attention. <laughs> when parked okay. next to his friend's Morgan Arrow 8, which is beautiful. Uh, uh, okay. He wrote that. Okay. He says it's beautiful. He says I that. think it's cross-eyed and looks a little weird, but whatever. <laughs> Steve is wondering, what do you buy for 50K that's sporty and unique and has nice power? Mm. Like he mentions, he's in northern Alabama and he loves roads in the Appalachian Mountains. First of all, he's about to inherit money. Yes. So whatever budget that you say, whatever that number is, you just said you're about to inherit money. So the budget following is he's, like he said fifty grand, through. and you're just Paul. You're just going, nah, it's not fifty grand. That's not happening. And the second thing is, my friend has a Morgan Arrow Eight. Yes. Nobody writes that sentence. No. Well, that's because there may be like four in the U.S. I, yeah. mean, I don't know how many there are, but but here's the big thing that I want to. Here's the thing I definitely want to say to Steve, and that is, the reason everybody looks at that Morgan Arrow Eight is nobody's seen another one. 
True. Yes. I am not trying to offend your friend. I am amazed that he bought a Morgan Arrow 8. That is a very discerning choice of somebody that was like, I want that. Because for the money those cost, there were a lot of options. Options you've seen, options that drive better, options that are easier to find and service, and on and on it goes. And he went Morgan Arrow 8, and I am not surprised that it stops traffic at Cars and Coffee. Most things, Steve, you could park beside that, and and this is why I'm prepping you. I think, Steve, whatever you do get, and we've got some good ideas, you could still park it beside your friend's Morgan Arrow 8 and still go, he's still getting all the interest because no one's ever seen another one. Can we make Terminex jokes? (laughs) 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 I mean, I just, you have to put this in perspective, Steve. That is an incredibly rare car for a U.S. Cars and Coffee. It is. It's very striking to see one of those. Mm -hmm. And everybody points and their heads turn. What Mm -hmm. is that? Yes. Yes. I have choices for you. Okay. Steve, 50K is good, but you also said I'm about to inherit money. <laughs> Don't know how much that, that could mean $20,000 and you're adding it to, you know, another budget that you already had in mind. But so you're I, right. It also could be a hundred and he's, and he's, and he's holding the deck. You're right. You're right. It could you're, be a million. It could be uh, millions. <laughs> We just don't know. Maybe, I love your maybe he's being frugal and I love he's about to inherit thinking. $10 million. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll just back it off I'll to 50K. 50. There you go. I love it. I love Unknown. It. So I've got different choices for you. They're going to push on your budget just a little bit. We're not talking you. 100 grand okay. dadmobile okay. like we did for Foo. Yeah, yeah. The first choice is unique, but it doesn't have any power. I just thought, well, your buddy has a Morgan. Mm-hmm. Why don't you get a Morgan? Oh, really? Okay. Hey, the Morgan guys are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those yeah. Morgan guys, those crazy Morgan guys. But you need to get the Morgan Super 3. Oh, okay. All right. Invest in scarves. <laughs> <laughs> and All right. leather helmets and goggles. But this thing, it's brand new. It's got a naturally aspirated Ford 1.5 liter three-cylinder engine, the same one used in the Ford Bronco Sport, Mm -hmm. except it's naturally aspirated, and that Eurospec Focus and the Fiesta. It makes 118 horsepower and 110 pound-feet of torque. I mean, isn't this a carryover of the Morgan three-wheeler? It is. It's the next generation of the Morgan three-wheeler, which is out of production. This is the updated version, and it is rather striking. It's it's incredibly striking. Actually, I think you have landed on, I, I didn't think it was possible, I think you have landed on the car that is in his budget that would get more attention than the Morgan Arrow 8. Yes. I think you may have found the only one. That is a a coup. It's, it's more leaning towards the attention getting rather than the great driving and lots of power kind of thing that you're true, looking for. True, true, true. And it's exotic without being exotic car prices and yeah. frankly kind of boring. Because if you pull in in some Ferrari, maybe. It depends on the Ferrari. Because sure. I do okay. have a Ferrari on my list. But it depends on the Ferrari. <laughs> of course you do. I love it. But you know what I mean. Well, if you, yeah, yeah. It's like you know a 458, everybody would be like, yawn. 458. <laughs> I, sorry. Side note. We live in Park City where there there's quite a bit of money here. Uh, yeah, Paul, and I, Paul and I haven't stumbled into it yet, but there's quite a bit of money here. I was at our local Cars and Coffee, and in the same Sunday, saw two SF90s. Now, that is the better part of a million-dollar upper-end Ferrari. You've got to be on list to get that. There was a red one at the event, and then as the event was closing, a guy just kind of rolled through in his yellow one, and I thought, where am I? I mean, I know I'm in Park, but really, this is even beyond for us. Uh And then, of course, there was the year when we had four GT2 RSs at Cars and Coffee on the same morning when they were the thing that everybody wanted to have. That's absurd. It's ridiculous. So my point is... The reason, again, back to the reason this Morgan gets so much attention is because it's the only one 
If there were three Morgan Arrow 8s, your buddy would be like, well, nobody's coming over anymore. Well, no, there's three of them. So it's all yeah. about the rarity. And this, your three-wheeler, Paul, that's good. By the way, talking to Chance just recently, and you're familiar with the 92 Porsche 964 RS. Not sure. the RS America, but the Eurospec okay. okay. RS that's painted yep. that ruby star yeah, color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's five of them that we know of in Utah. <laughs> we can name the owners. There's five. <laughs> These are super rare. I, yeah. Five of them. This is, this is the general zeitgeist of we're all following along okay. with the same idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, continuing with this Morgan Super 3. I love it's it. It's got an MX-5, five, five-speed manual transmission mm-hmm. with carbon fiber reinforced drive belt. These are about 70K to start. On the other hand, super cool. And I actually like this one better than the, the former three-wheeler. The original three, yeah. It's really quirky and interesting and unique. Okay. And there isn't, it will get more attention than any SF90. You yes. roll up in an SF90, you've paid $900,000 for it. Mm-hmm. Eh, for, yeah, okay. Three-wheeler. That's the new Super 3, isn't it? Tell me. This is sweet. <laughs> yep. Number two on my list, two of four, ha- is unique. This one's got power, baby. Factory 5, Daytona 65, Coupe. Oh, those are so good. Power. Those are so unique. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound will mm-hmm. turn everyone's heads. You can customize it to whatever you want. You could find one for sale. They're going to be in the sixty to $70,000 range is my estimate. Mm-hmm. But, oh, and they're great to drive. They're lightweight. They've got gobs of power, of course, depending on whatever engine yeah, yeah, the yeah. owner dropped uh-huh. in, the prior owner, unless you want to go ahead and have one built. But you're right. You can find the oh. people built them and they're selling them. That's one of the interesting Daytona things Daytona 65 yeah. Coupe. It's gorgeous. I love that. That's great. Moving on to number three, which would be a C4 Corvette ZR1. I didn't put that on my list, but I almost did. No I kidding. see it. The, the, the only issue I have with that is that's a car where you have to pop the hood and explain it. Very true. Because Very if, you true. Just, if you just sit it there with the hood closed, 90% of the people at your local cars and coffee yes. are going to walk by it and be like, it's a C4 sitting next to a Morgan. That Morgan's crazy. Yeah, nice Morgan. But, but, the, but the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the minute you understand what that ZR1 is, yeah. that is a throwdown car. Yeah. Fourth car on the list. Did you see it coming? I mentioned it was a Ferrari. Can you guess? Mondial. <laughs> Ferrari Mondial. Paul's just in this Mondials for Ferrari everyone phase. Mondial. I okay. had no idea. I know. I, I know. I just, I discovered this whole new universe after driving <laughs> Mondials. Like, this is just great. I prefer the hardtop. The hardtops yeah. look more exotic, and they, they look do. more expensive than the convertibles. The convertibles seem to be a dime a dozen <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Relatively speaking. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but the hardtops, you still see a hardtop Mondial and you go, ooh. Well, you're right. It is one of those rare where you're like, which, which Ferrari is that? Because it looks, here's the thing, in hardtop form, it looks like a Ferrari, much yes. more than it does in the convertible form. And you kind of go, is that a test? No, it's not. It's not a test. It's not. A, which, which Ferrari is that? Yes. And on all those roads that you love in the Appalachian Mountains, all four of these will be great to drive. Steve, that's a great list from Paul. I really, really like it. I, I, I can't state overstate enough that the difficulty you're struggling with is trying to get more notice than that Morgan Arrow 8, and it may be a <laughs> foregone conclusion that it's not going to happen. So I want you to brace yourself on getting a car. <laughs> right. I, I've got a list here as well. that All of these cars, they're interesting and fun, and people will like them, and I think it stands out more than, than what you currently have. 
I the Morgan three wheeler is fascinating me, Paul. The I new, really am that's super the three. New, that's really cool. Go on cool. the website. It's brand new. It's very cool. I you're I educating me on really it. Really dig it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, I'm also going to ask. Uh, I, we've got this fifty thousand dollar budget, Steve, and some of my stuff is above fifty. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question. It's a tough love time here. Why do you have both those BMWs? <laughs> you have a 2000 Z3M, you have a 2009 BMW Z4, and then you have the old MGB. If I had to, to kind of read between the lines here, my guess is the MGB has been around a long time in your life, so it's not going anywhere. Probably. You bought the Z3M, and you love it very much, but it wasn't quite nice enough to be the daily, so you bought the 2009 Z4. That's the generation after mine that was the hardtop convertible. But I'm going to ask the tough love question, which one are you selling? Because I think one of those BMWs is going to be overlapped with the thing that you're buying, and it's not going to be driven anymore. And you're going to have to figure out which one. But I think one of those two BMWs gets sold, which probably gets you at least fifteen grand extra on top of your fifty, which gets me cleanly into all of my recommendations. A budget increase? I know. You Isn't found that crazy? money. I did find money, but I found money because I don't think both those BMWs need to stay. I don't. I That's don't think, interesting. I yeah. don't think you're yeah. adding a fourth car here, and I don't think those BMWs are not going to get driven. Anyway, so I'm trying to think about it's rare enough that when you park it at a Cars and Coffee next to your buddy, you're not going to see another one. If you do, it's going to be like, I can't believe another one of those is here. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it in those terms. But I also thought about the fact that you want something that's really good to drive. You want those back road, that back road fun, and you want some real power. So I have solved it in four different ways. Oh, four cars too. The Alpha 4C. Hmm. Go get an Alpha 4C. Have you ever seen one, Steve? Have you ever seen one of your local cars and coffee? That would get some looks. Park that anywhere at cars and coffee. People are going to be like, what is that? Or they're going to be like, oh my gosh, there's one of those. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, we're talking about our crazy cars and coffee here. We don't see an Alpha 4C. Occasionally one will roll in, but that's rare. Okay? It's fun to see other people owning them. Well, but this car is bad on the track, but he's not taking it to the track. He's right. taking it to cars and coffee and cruising around and doing some back roads. Right. I would take a 4C in all of those situations. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want something more refined to drive, like it's more focused on the driving, what about this? The first gen, that's the 987 generation, Boxster Spider. Oh. The Spider. Oh. Now this, I've said it before, I'll say it again. If I were buying a Porsche, okay, Porsche car. <laughs> Por- sorry. If I were buying a Porsche car, because now I'm the bottom of this hole. Apparently, I'm collecting Kyads. It's <laughs> my new digging. thing. No, no. If I were buying a Porsche car, it would be the 987 Boxster Spider. I think it's phenomenal. And you just don't see them. Yeah. And I'll stay in the year 2011 for a second and say BMW 1M. Those are sweet. Okay. Those are sweet. Boxster that Spider also hits or 1M. His BMW hot buttons. Yes, it does. That's exactly why I thought of it because <laughs> that is a BMW with a ton of power. It is, it is in so many ways one of my favorite BMWs of all time. And what I like about that is that's going to get two responses when people see it. They're either going to walk by like there's no car parked there, or they're going to stop and walk around it and around it and around it, because here's a 1M. You never see these. Yeah, yeah. The people that know, know that car. And everybody else, is, it's, going, it's going to be, it may as well be invisible. That's which true. is one of the interesting things about the 1M, because it's only the people that really like them. And my last one of the four that isn't as powerful or as new, but you park one of these at Cars and Coffee, you'll love it. You take it on back road, you'll love it. The first gen Acura NSX. Oh. I don't care what year. I don't care what engine. They're phenomenal to drive. Oh. And they're great. So those are my four cars for you, Steve. One of those, I think, here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to buy this and not tell your buddy. Whatever it is. Okay. I want the first time your buddy sees it is when you pull into Cars and Coffee and park beside him. That's the reveal I want. I like that a lot. 
All right. Well, Steve, thank you very much for your email. Wishing you well on your hunt. Yeah, for Sounds sure. like you got to increase the budget no matter what you do. But look, you've got options here. Sell a BMW. Come on. <laughs> Sell a BMW. We found some money for you on the couch. You're good. Some good questions from you guys, as always. Thank you for that. I'm going to start with Dark Horse on Instagram actually asking about our Rocky Mountain Adventure. He's saying, okay, this is third week of September. Are we concerned? Do we think it'll be too cold for taking a car with summer tires down I-70 up over the Rocky Mountains to get to the event? I think all of us are going to be there on performance rubber, okay? (laughs) This is the third week of September. Now, let's put it in two different perspectives. This is the time of year in the Rockies, and we're there too, when you get the surprise snowstorm. It happens. It's absolutely late enough for it to happen. But it's also the kind of snowstorm that it snowed this morning, and by noon it's gone. So I think you're going to be fine. Travels with George J is asking a watch question. Ooh, jumping in here. All right, I'll go. I'll go quiet. So He's fall asleep be- for a minute. <laughs> nice. He's going to be spending some time in Switzerland. Do I have any recommendations for watch museums or factory tours? Mm. I do. These are things that I have. <laughs> of course, not, you do. I have not personally experienced these, but okay. these are on my list for things that place I want to go visit. Okay. First is in Geneva, and that is the Patek Museum. I've heard it's fantastic. The problem with Geneva is that you are not allowed in Rolex whatsoever. There are no factory tours. You can't even go in. There's no entry to any building for Rolex, any of the buildings. What I really like about this discussion right now, and that's why I'm stopping, is because we've actually had a podcast. It's taken us almost 800, (laughs) where you've literally said the sentence, the problem with Geneva is... Did I? Did that That's, just come I out really, really like that. That's really good. Huh. Well, all right. So back to Rolex. As much as I want to go to the Rolex factory, as much as I've read about them and their incredible watchmaking skill, there are other companies that have great skill in watchmaking too. So yeah, spend a little time in Geneva, but the place you're going to want to go to is the Omega Museum up in, uh, let's see, it's north of Bern in Bien, Biel or Bien. And you remember that Omega has this partnership with Swatch. They recently constructed a new structure that added on to their Omega Museum, expanded it even more. It's one of the old European architecture buildings with a brand new, beautiful, like crazy star architecture. You know, one of those crazy star architecture. You know what I'm talking about? Terms I haven't heard, but I get it the minute I hear them. That's good. It's I one like of those it. buildings, yeah. and it's right uh, at the north end of the lake. Uh, let's see, what lake is that? Uh, it's right in Bien. This museum looks fantastic by just some of the photos. But of course, they celebrate the Speedmaster. They celebrate the uh, the Moonwalk watch. They've got actually one of the uh, replicas of the Moon Rover in the museum. I'm turning my laptop so Todd can see yeah, it. Yeah, you are. So they they celebrate all their adventures throughout history. Mm-hmm. What a great place! And then you're you're deep into Switzerland at that point. And there's there's <laughs> others around there. I, I was thinking about Tudor. I would I'd love to go take a tour of Tudor Tudor as well. But they are a Rolex company. I don't know how friendly they are to tours. Don't know. I haven't investigated that. I just. Found out that Rolex watch tours were closed to the public, and I went, ah, all right. The problem with Geneva. (laughs) The big problem with Geneva. So, yeah, the Omega Museum is top of my list to go to. But, of course, when you're there, you can certainly ask around. You will hear other people who are at, like, the Patek Museum in Geneva. Mm -hmm. You might run into people and, you know, hey, what have you experienced? And they'll say, you know what? You need to go right down the road. I think, is it IDBC that's right next to Rolex? Uh, I'm sure I don't know. 
<laughs> they're right in Geneva too. So <laughs> no you can idea. knock on their door. I mean, I think they'll be friendlier than Rolex, but of course I want to go to Rolex. So anyway, that's my recommendations for you. Have a great time. Take photos if you can. Ted Adam Green is almost asking a topic Tuesday, but I think I can tackle it in the time that we have. He's saying it's become clear that four-door trucks and utility vehicles have replaced the classic large American sedan for many drivers. He's asking why. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to take three hours, but I'm going to try to cover this. He said, hang on. More importantly, what were the vehicles that started this trend? He said he thinks it's the four-door Wrangler and the crew crew cabs marked uh, marketed to consumers instead of commercial use. But he's asking why we think this happened. Ted, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind back to the 90s, okay? A couple of interesting things happened in the 90s that have led to where we are. First off, the Lexus Egg, mm. the RX, the Lexus. I, I, look, I'll say this. I, in case you haven't heard, <clears throat> just bought a second Cayenne. Anyway, uh, the reason is because... Two Cayennes, everyone. Yeah, Two. the reason is because uh, my wife is one of those people that likes to sit up high. She just does. She likes the the high ride height. She likes the visibility. I'm down here in the little Lotus, you know, toy car. <laughs> she wants to be up high. Okay. And then here's the other thing that's hysterical about our current Cayenne. The the new one has much. I didn't show this in the in the piece, but it's ridiculous. Much more seat travel between as low as it goes and as high as it goes. I think it may be eight or ten inches between where she has her seat and where I have mine. No At least kidding. feels like it. I can't climb in the car in her seating position. I oh my can't. Gosh. My head's like canted against the roof. I'm all balled up. Where I get in it, you made the comment to me. It feels like a sports car position. It goes much lower than it used to. I get it low and as far. I want to make <laughs> it feel like a sports car or a hatchback, so I get down there. My point is. A lot of people like that high seating position because they like the the commanding view of the road and it makes them feel safe. The Lexus RX, when it came out, the whole industry kind of did this record scratch and went, what what now? And then it was wildly successful. And you remember the Infiniti FX35? Oh, sure. That was their first attempt to almost do a crossover. They took their 35 sedan and they kind of ballooned it up a bit. And I remember seeing one at an auto show and being like, well, that's stupid. But this is the kind of thing that sold. (laughs) This is the beginning of that whole trend. Infiniti was was riding the wave of that trend. And now everybody makes three of these. I mean, pick a manufacturer. They make three of them. Everybody wants that. That's going on. The roads have gotten worse. Everybody's buying big trucks, but the, back to your truck question, the other thing that happened starting in the 90s is that pickup manufacturers started to try to make luxurious pickups. Remember the, the Lincoln of the late 90s, early 2000s? It was the Lincoln, uh, I forget what it was called. What was the Lincoln Ford F-150? It had like the boat teak on the back and the, the weird doors. The boat teak. You want know to talk yeah, about? That was, uh, what was so anyway, that? somebody's somebody screaming at their podcast right now because they know what the name was, but I can't think of it right it now. Blackwood. There, something Blackwood, like that. Something it? like that. Lincoln but anyway, the, the point is they made a luxury F-150 and they sold them all. People started making luxurious pickups. And now if you climb in, pick, pick a pickup. The, the Ram is a phenomenal place. The, the Ram yeah. pickup right yeah. now is better than the, than the interiors of the rest of the Dodge cars. Okay? The F-150, you get it loaded out. You get the, the Silverados loaded out. You pick your pickup, and they're a great place to be in now, luxury and amenities-wise. And they used to be utilitarian. So that is a factor. And then the, the SUV is giving good ride height and, and showing you can be luxurious and up high. And now it's all anybody wants to buy. Baloo 240 is asking a question I'm not sure we can land upon, a final decision. Oh, I like this one. I think I've got it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Uh, He's asking the lesser of two evils. $2,000 off an MSRP on a WRX with a CVT, or should he pay markup on an Audi S3? He loves the Audi, but the WRX could be about 15 grand less. Looking for for a fun, punchy, all-wheel drive sedan 
with an automatic transmission because the Mazda 3 Turbo is too blah in the driving experience. Okay. I, okay. Right. I like that Mazda 3 Turbo, but that's fine. You're asking, if you had said Audi RS3, I might have changed my mind a little bit. Mm, okay. All right. Not that I'm justifying paying markup in any way. And I know it's fifteen or $15,000 or more here. Right now, if you're talking about a WRX, a brand new one, we have yet to drive that. We're about to drive that very soon. Yep. We have a GT scheduled with the SPT. We've had heard great things about that new transmission. We'll see. Yeah. We'll just, we're not sure yet. So it's tough to really speak directly to that WRX. But then the Audi S3, you know, I love German cars. Mm-hmm. The problem is it isn't the RS3. Yeah. And like I said, if you had said RS3, I would have been kind of like, yeah, I, I really love that RS3. I, mm. I prefer you going in that direction. But I've heard enough good things at this point that I think the WRX is probably your lead. Interesting. Baloo, I'm going to take this another route, and that is a couple of things going on here. First off, uh, I think you're missing a couple of things in this in these list of possibilities. I'm going to ask you this question. You're going to have to answer yourself. Why all-wheel drive? Can you get by with like front-wheel drive that's great with oh, good sure. tires? Why not? Because Possibly. then Elantra N, my friend. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. Elantra N should at least be considered. That's got a d- dual clutch. So that, that's something to consider there. Also, I'm going to say this. The Audi S3 is not special enough or rare enough to deserve markup. No, it's, it's just not. it's not. I understand that Subaru is going to give you a deal on a WRX. I think that is compelling. Look, the WRX has done that world for a long time. We've, we've joked about yeah. it. Twenty-five to thirty grand four-door all-wheel drive. Go get a WRX. Be happy. Yeah. We've said that since the dawn of the podcast. I see the compelling nature there, but I'm going to say a couple other things you haven't thought about. One is don't get an Audi S3. Get a Golf R. Get a last-gen Golf R. You can probably get everything you like about the WRX for about the same kind of money. And then, hang on, if we're spending Audi S3 money, you know what we can get into? GR Corolla. It's not a sedan. I'm wondering and about the neither is the Golf that, R. That's the but, issue. The but here's the thing. Availability that, and markup. That S3 with markup is going to be over fifty grand. Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth it for the so S3. So that's, no. that's the thing, is at that point yeah. I start to wonder, because you, you, you didn't say, I'm looking for luxurious. You said, I'm looking for fun, punchy, all-wheel drive. Now, you yeah. do say sedan, and the Corolla is not. I admit that. Neither is the Golf R, which may be the reason those are out of consideration. But really, neither of those are worth considering. Mm. In this discussion, I guess I end up going, if we're just those two cars, Baloo, I end up going WRX because I don't see the benefit of paying markup for the Audi. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you for all your questions. We really appreciate it. We love hearing from you when you write to us, TV at gmail.com. And yep. like Todd mentioned before, don't forget about that Colorado adventure, really our, our last meetup that's still got availability at this point. And while you're at it, uh, go to our uh, main YouTube channel, our original YouTube channel, the Everyday Driver channel, watch the Cayenne piece and make fun of me. I mean, I'm aware. I've, <laughs> I have painted a big target on my back and just said, come on. So I'd love to have you with us. Looking forward to next time as always. Cheers, everyone.